Hey everybody, I'm Sari. And I'm Sean. And we're the Simpsons siblings. We've been watching The Simpsons since we were little. And we talk about it all the time. And today's episode is the very first one, Simpsons Roasting on an Open Fire. Um, That's season one, episode one, aired December 17th, 1989, directed by David Silverman and written by Mimi Pond. And we have no chalkboard or couch gag to talk about this time because episode one. This wasn't originally supposed to be the first episode. Of course, we had the Tracy Ullman shorts, but as a full Simpsons episode, Some Enchanted Evening was supposed to be the first. I know that there were some technical issues that pushed it back. You'll notice that the order is a bit different because Santa's little helper is in this episode and he isn't in certain later aired episodes. And I think this is the better introduction to this dysfunctional family, and I'll get into that a bit more at the end. And one thing I saw just a couple days ago was a YouTube video of a commercial for this episode. Mm. And they actually used some of the Tracy Ullman shorts as part of the material to use to promote episode one. That's really crazy. And it's just interesting seeing a promotion for a Simpsons episode with that old style animation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. There is a real big difference in animation. This is also one of the few times where we get a sort of title at the beginning, but it isn't actually the title. It just says Simpsons Christmas Special, which is also similar to the first Treehouse of Horror. It doesn't say Treehouse of Horror. It says Simpsons Halloween Special. So that's kind of interesting. I'm wondering if they changed the name after the fact or if they didn't think there were going to be more of the specials or what the story is behind that. And it's just fun to see a special as the very launching episode of this series that's still going on today. Yeah, and this is one I watch this every Christmas. And it's and I don't watch it because it's a first episode. I watch it because it's a great Christmas special. So we start out at the school Christmas pageant. And we, right off the bat, have two and a half stars in the school sign. I don't know if it's two and a half or three and a half. It has like a review. I have it down as three and a half stars. Yeah. <laughs> and that they're very proud of their three and a half stars. Oh, yes. Springfield Elementary. And we get Maggie's signature star look. <laughs> and very first off the bat, just Marge saying, ooh, be careful, Homer, as her first line in the series. Yep. And then yep. he goes and hits a snow drift. Yep. There we go. That's a good first impression. And we get these Santas of the world. And Ralph doesn't seem quite as dim-witted yet. I'm wondering right. if they altered his character a bit. And we also get Principal Skinner saying, holiday flavorites. And <laughs> I always catch that every time. I think, was that intentional? I think it was because it starts, he says, and here we have our melody, I mean, medley of holiday mm. flavorites. Okay. It's like he caught his first mistake and... And right past the second. Still made the mistake. <laughs> and it's interesting that we're seeing our first views of each of these family members. Like you said, the Marge telling Homer to be careful. And then we have Bart singing the carol with the wrong words and getting in trouble. And uh, it's just our first views of each of these characters. Well, our first view of Lisa is her twirling flames. <laughs> Wearing a skirt that's made up of about six lines on the screen. Very bold impression for Lisa. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Kind of interesting choice there. And I love Marge's 
when she says, Bart sings like an angel, <laughs> and you immediately hear his voice. Even before he starts doing the gag lines, his voice just stands out from the crowd as oh, yeah. not angelic. Oh, yeah. That's Marge seeing him with her special little guy goggles. So then we switch the scene, and it's Marge writing her Christmas letter while Bart and Lisa write to Santa and Homer getting out the Christmas lights. She mentioned Snowball 1. I always kind of always kind of wonder about Snowball 1. We don't really hear a lot about him or her. She's outlining so much about the family and their accomplishments and then she goes, "And Bart, we love Bart." Yeah, she just she has to mention Bart, but not much to be excited yeah. for, but she still loves him. Oh yeah. And I, of course, then Bart asks for a tattoo, and I love how Homer's reaction is, it'll be out of your own allowance. (laughs) Like, that's his whole beef with Bart getting a tattoo, is who's going to pay for it? Yeah, and, you know, if you can come up with the money, go ahead and do it. He just doesn't care. Yeah, and Homer just wants to impress his kids so bad, as seen with his Christmas lights display compared to Ned Flanders. And then Marge hiding the money in her hair? I've got a lot of questions. Like, what does she do in the shower? Does she sleep with it in her hair? Yeah, it really stood out when she just pulled it out of her hair. It (laughs) just seems like structurally her hair wouldn't be able to hold it up. And I just wonder, (laughs) is that money jar in her hair through the rest of the series? Is it still there today? Yeah, because it's her Christmas savings. So obviously she's not going to start that right away. She's probably been saving this for months. And all the coins in there would be jingling around. (laughs) (laughs) That's quite a creative spot to keep your money. Oh, yeah, definitely. And then Marge and the kids go to the mall, and it's late 80s heyday. And I got a bit heartsick seeing this. The mall's pretty much off limits now. We're recording this. December 2020, and going shopping with my mom was a big part of Christmas for me, but this year we just kind of did online and eh, just kind of missing them all. Yeah, it's everything's coming to your door these days, waiting to get back out into the real world. Yep. But I do like when they pull pull into the parking lot, they're in the double Z section for parking. (laughs) It reminded me of, remember, we're in the itchy lot. I say that every time we go to Disneyland. (laughs) Remember, we're in the itchy lot. There's just two huge lots. We've got Bart wanting the mother tattoo and Marge saying in his head that she likes it because it's so dangerous. And I love that Marge in his head is a lot different than real life Marge. (laughs) And it shows a bit of Bart's character that even though he might make some bad choices, he doesn't always have a bad intention behind it. He just wants to make Marge happy. He's thinking, what can I do to impress Mom? He wants to be the special little guy. Right. Yeah. And then we cut to Homer learning that he's not getting his Christmas bonus. And we get that scene where he's looking at the dials in the nuclear plant, and the one that moves is a slightly different color than the others. It's the whole, you know, Scooby-Doo's going down the hallway, and there's that one door that's a different slightly different color Mm -hmm. and then everyone goes into the room as they're making the announcement and one person grabs a donut and then two more people grab donuts and before you know it everyone's eating donuts just Mm. staring at the speaker and mr smithers specifically says to keep working during the announcement and of course they don't well then marge finds out that bart got his tattoo and marge has to use the savings to get it removed 
And it's very convenient that at Springfield Mall has a place to get tattoos and laser tattoo <laughs> removal. Oh, yeah. One-stop shopping. Oh, yeah. And then we get our first Icarumba. And the size of that laser, that thing was huge. Mm-hmm. And it, what, what did he say? You don't want to get this near your eyes or groin? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I've heard that getting a tattoo removed is much more painful than getting a tattoo. I've I've not I haven't experienced getting a tattoo removed, but I don't know. Yeah, I can just imagine Bart regretting his decision very quickly. Yeah, and we see that right away in the next scene with the whole "ow, quit it" moment. <laughs> we do that all the time. That is a staple of my vocabulary. Yeah, I'll just say "ow" and then Sarah will quit it. Ow, quit it. <laughs> <laughs> we are Simpsons nerds. Oh yes. Oh, and that tattoo artist would get so sued. I remember Bart goes up to ask for the tattoo, and he says, how old are you? And Bart just blows right past the 18 barrier and says he's 21. <laughs> I don't know if there's different laws in different states, but it seems like he'd want to be lying about his age closer to what he actually is. Oh, yeah. Going straight to 21. Yeah, I don't know. That might be a difference in laws for each state. I know here it's 18 to get one without parent supervision, but it could be 21 elsewhere. I'm not sure. So Homer doesn't tell Marge that he doesn't get the bonus. And instead of telling her, he asks to do the Christmas shopping this year. And we see a good side of Homer that he feels personally responsible for this financial situation. Mm-hmm. I feel like if this story would have played out a couple years down the line he would have jumped to blaming Bart for ruining Christmas. Mm -hmm. But instead, he takes it upon himself to make Christmas happen for the family. And we get that, the sort of editing with the close-up to Marge sort of patting him on the hand, and you can tell he just does not want to disappoint her. And there's that scene where he steps outside just trying to figure out what he's going to do. He sees the Flanders house with all the lights, looks at their house with just a few lights dimly lit, Mm -hmm. and when he hangs his head down, that scene's just iconic to me because I remember we had the Christmas Simpsons book mm-hmm. as kids, and there was a full page that was just Homer there with his head hanging down in the dark. It, and I just remember that so well. You know, I still have that book. I'll actually post it to our Twitter. I'll post a picture of that page, of me holding that page, because that book is just so iconic. Okay, I'm glad you still have it because I have no idea where it's been. Oh, yeah, no, it's because I have it. <laughs> And then we get that wonderful Homer line, a credit card that won't set off that terrible beeping. It has to be so bad to make a loud noise. Oh, yeah. It reminds me, I forget the episode, was where they were trying to get a car, and that siren goes off yeah. on the computer. And Homer <laughs> says, like, is that a good noise? Mm, no. <laughs> oh, man. And then we've got the uh, nothing over $5 store, which we have a store like that called Five Below. And it's kind of interesting. They had something like that back then. We've got Homer buying the gifts and his his really interesting gift choices. Right. Including the dog squeaky toy for Maggie. (laughs) It says it's a dog toy, but Maggie can't read. Maggie can't read. (laughs) And then we get this whole situation with Flanders outside with the gifts. We've got this rivalry sort of growing between the two of them just from episode one. With Ned having all these gifts and saying, oh, this one's mine and this one's mine. And And poor Homer's sitting there. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Mr. Simpson, you dropped your pork chop. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Aw. 
And then he goes to Moe's, and it seems a lot more spacious for some reason. Yeah, they're probably still trying to figure out the layout and how everything works. Mm -hmm. And then Homer gets an idea from Barney, of all people, to become a mall Santa to get some extra money. Now, one thing from that scene that bothered me, Moe offers him a candy cane. Mm-hmm. I would not eat that unwrapped candy cane that's been sitting in Moe's <laughs> pocket all day long. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, Moe isn't the cleanest of people. Yeah. I just love these bits at the Santa school. <laughs> oh. For the longest time as a kid, I thought Nixon and Donna Dixon were actual reindeer names because of this scene. You mean they aren't? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> and we have that professor that we... End up seeing later on in this series, I forget what episode we see him in, but he's very familiar looking. Yeah, he shows up here and there, especially in the early seasons. And then Homer heads home, super tired, and of course Patty and Selma are there to criticize him. They mention that he doesn't have a tree, so he goes to get one. And I just think it's interesting how right off the bat with Patty and Selma, we see that Marge is really the only one that's ever happy to see them. Mm-hmm. Homer, Bart, Lisa, everybody just hates seeing them. But Marge just gets so happy every time they come over for a visit or call on the phone. Yeah, it's like that. Um, the scene earlier in the episode that we didn't mention with the, uh, can I speak to Marge, please? <laughs> well, yes. who is this? <laughs> yep. Yeah, and just that little banter that goes on between the two of them. Yeah. And we get a nice uh, counter score here with Winter Wonderland playing in the background with all the tree signs and no dialogue. A good silhouette of Homer in the dark when he finally decides to stop at the uh, no trespassing lot. Yeah, we pass the couple signs and the natural progression is the no trespassing sign. Mm-hmm. That's where he's, that's where he's at now. Now, I thought the pricing on the trees was interesting. Hmm. The first lot that they go by, it says all trees $75. Wow. I ran it through a converter online based on 1989 money value to now. Those trees would be $157. What the heck? And even the slightly irregular trees that were selling for $45, that'd be $94 today. Oh, my goodness. I wonder if prices were just that high back then for Christmas trees, or if maybe since he's getting this kind of close to Christmas if the prices were high, or... Or maybe we're putting way more thought than the animators ever did into it. (laughs) (laughs) That's another thing. Very good possibility. That's another possibility. Bart is dared at the mall to go sit on Santa's lap. I noticed Milhouse sounds slightly different. I think they're still trying to figure out his voice, how to get that just right. And there's one specific shot where he has his blue eyebrows, the angle changes, and they're black. (laughs) And then the angle changes again, and they're back to blue. Oh, those early Simpsons episodes. Now, uh. I, I love that there's the one kid that sits on Homer's lap, and the kid asks for robotoids and a goop monster, and just thinking that toys haven't changed over the years. Mm-hmm. That's, that could very well be a toy that's for sale today. Oh, yeah. Having my daughter, she's six now, and seeing the kinds of toy commercials they have, and it's... And a lot of things have changed, but some things just haven't changed. <laughs> and I think it's interesting that Bart does not recognize Homer as Santa. It's almost like the Sailor Moon effect where they just throw on a tiara and a slightly different outfit, and suddenly they're completely unrecognizable from their alter ego. Even after he goes, what's your name, Bartner? <laughs> <laughs> Little Bartner? <laughs> 
Oh, man. And uh, another really just A-plus Bart line, you must really love us to sink so low that it's just equal parts compliment and insult is just so Bart. And I feel bad for anyone who's done that job that hears that and says, oh. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) And then Homer, of course, is disappointed only getting $13 and that the lady... Um, rattles off all the different charges that they had. That thing is such a scam. <laughs> yeah. I, I really hope it's not like that in real life for the Santas in the malls. Yeah. Because they deserve to get paid well. It's a hard job, I would assume. This this episode will be dedicated to the Santas of America. <laughs> Thank you for your work. <laughs> we salute you. And then Barney's awful beard. Oh, yeah. It's just hanging off his face. There's like a big gap between his chin and where the beard starts. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. And he's so excited for his $13. Oh, yeah. He's ready to go to the dog races. Which is the next logical step. Oh, yeah, of course. That's where we're going next. And then we get this moment with Lisa and the happy little elves, which seems like a very season one and two thing. They just kind of disappear after that. Yeah, because we have them with, like, the babysitter bandit Mm -hmm. and a couple of other episodes, but they just... Disappear. I think we see the elf toys in her room a few times, but even yeah. those go away. Yeah. And Lisa really showing her true self with that rant to Patty and Selma, where it's really showing her intelligence and how eloquent she can speak, and how she forms an opinion um, to stand up t- to them, these ants that are substantially older than her who are essentially insulting her father in front of her. And poor Lisa, she has this amazing speech, and Patty just looks at her blankly and goes, mm-hmm. Yeah, she says, go watch your show, dear. And that's, oh, man, it just kind of breaks your heart at how she's being dismissed. But that's also very critical to her character, that she always has these eloquent arguments and then just gets shut down. And then we get Homer deciding to bet on Santa's little helper. Best choice he ever made. Oh, yes. (laughs) And Santa's little helper really loses the race. And he says, I don't want to leave until our dog finishes. And just this long silence (laughs) while they wait. Well, I also love there's a line a few minutes before where they're talking about the odds for him winning. Mm -hmm. And it said it'd be a 99 payout. And he says, 99 times 13 equals Merry Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he's not really doing the math. Nope. Oh, uh, and then we just we get this perfect line that um, the guy kicks out Santa's little helper for losing, and he comes running to the Simpsons, and Bart tries to convince Homer to take him in, and Homer says he's a loser, he's pathetic, he's a Simpson. Aww. And I just love that look on his face when he looks up at Homer. I know part of what you did for our artwork for the podcast was to put my dog Amos in as Santa's little helper. Mm -hmm. Because he just, the way he acts, the way his body is, the way his eyes look, Mm -hmm. just reminds me so much of him. Oh, yeah. He's a good boy. He's a good boy. He wants to be a good boy. And I really love how Santa's little helper story relates to Homer's, that they try so hard They don't quite make it, but finding others like them who love them, that's the important thing at the end of the day. All comes down to family. Yeah. And we got this sweet moment after the credits of everyone singing Rudolph while Maggie rides on Santa's little helper. Yeah. Yep. And 
just the whole family's reaction to Santa's little helper. They're not mad about not having other Christmas presents. They're just happy to have, you know, more love in their family. Homer even walks in with an apologetic speech as to why he doesn't have any presents. Mm -hmm. And he gets interrupted by Bart saying, hey, guys, we got a dog. And no one even acknowledges that they don't have presents. They just love the dog. Yeah. And there's this one line that just punches me right in the heart where Lisa goes, I guess love at first sight is possible. It's like, oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) I get verklempt. Yeah. Yeah. It's just such an overall sweet episode and i watch this every year on christmas usually christmas eve i'll put this on while i'm making cookies it's it's a good wholesome simpsons outing and it also happens to be their first episode it just it's a really good emphasis of the roots of the family oh yeah because i feel like a lot of the newer episodes are sometimes shock factor or Mm -hmm. sometimes really rough stories and it's good just to see something happy happening in the simpsons yeah exactly Thank you so much for uh, listening to the Simpsons Siblings podcast. If you'd like to join us next time, we'll be watching Season 5, Episode 8, Boy Scouts in the Hood. (laughs) If you want to watch the episode before listening, that will give you your best listening experience. And until then, Happy Happy Holidays, holidays, everybody. everybody!